Okay. Yeah, no, this is going. Oh my god, it's going. Oh, Yay. sick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is super nerve-wracking. All right. Is it really? I don't know. Okay. Maybe not. Okay, so welcome to uh, Seeing It This Way. It's about emo music and all of its forms, all of its glory, um, all of the feels, all that stuff. So I'm Jamie. I'm the, I don't want to say host because that's weird. Whatever. I guess it's, I'm the, the host. Truth. And um, so every, I don't want to say every week, whenever this is posted, um, we're going to be talking about a new band, usually related to one specific album, sometimes not. Um, yeah. So here we have, do you want me to do your full name? Do you want me to I, I, yeah, I guess I'll, yeah. Uh, I'm what? Johnny Janice. Uh, you know, Jamie asked me to do this, uh, to this podcast and, uh, upon our initial inquiry, I was really stoked about that. I thought that would be a really awesome, awesome thing to do. You sent so. a very formal email back. Exactly. In response. We are, uh, fellow Lansing Knights, even though she's from out east, she's here for the time being and we've, we've, you know, met through that way and, um, I play in a band, Little American Champ, so uh, I got the okay to shamelessly promote my Shameless band. Shameless plugs, that's so, going to be part so of So there it is, right there. Little okay. American Champ. <laughs> Little American Champ on band camp. Yes, uh, on the band camp. <laughs> okay. All right, so first we're going to talk about emo in general. So, Johnny, how do you define emo? Um... So for me, emo, like it's nothing. You, know, I, I think that you know, particularly in high school, which is which it was kind of formed into me until like I would say like my senior year or so. Like emo was always kind of defined as like this hot topic, sort of razor blades and <laughs> just, like hair that covers one yeah, eyeball like and stuff kids. like yeah, 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 like stuff like that. Like, and I feel like you know that's such a kind of mainstream sort of warped perception of what at least I think it is because to me it doesn't necessarily have to do with any like particular particular type of music, even though obviously we associate kind of like the 90s and bands like Braid and Promise Ring and, uh, you know, right. Sunny Day Real Estate and stuff to be that. But uh, but for me, it's just kind of like, uh, like a manifestation of negative emotion and being okay to embrace <laughs> certain negative emotion. And it really doesn't, I guess, necessarily have to pertain to negative emotion, but it's kind of basically being in touch with yourself emotionally and being okay to express those feelings. Because I think for a lot of people, that's a difficult thing to do. And I think for people, particularly in these lyrics, in particularly, like I said, revolving around like negative emotions, they find a lot of validation in this. Like mm -hmm. they find a, uh, you know, kind of ability to relate to this sort of stuff. So kind of, you know, in a very short, short, you know, winded way, that's kind of the <laughs> way I would describe it. Yeah, for sure. Um, cool. I'm not going to talk about how I define emo because that was on an earlier podcast. Totally. Uh, this is uh, not the okay. first, even though this is the first one being recorded. Oh, just so we know. Okay, so how old are you? So we can talk about in terms of. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, I'm 24. Great. Um, okay. Yeah, so is that all? <laughs> yeah, just so we get a picture of when. Okay. Right, right, right. Okay, so. yeah, because I'm kind of patly, you know, 90s was a little <laughs> bit before my time. Right, right. The earlier waves. Exactly. I was so, still in grade school. So. <laughs> um, okay. So the album we're going to talk about today, um, Johnny and I both love Fall Out Boy. Yes. Um, and that felt like a very, very pivotal band in um, the emo kind of scene, at least for like the later kinds of emo. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of that whole second wave, yeah, right, type thing, wave. you know? Yeah. And I feel like they were kind of the, they were one of those bands that I think kind of launched into the mainstream was able to s sustain success, which mm -hmm. I think a lot of those other bands can't really say. Right. At least not to the extent that Fall No, 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 right. Do, Riding into you know? the, the third wave, et cetera, whatever it is. Exactly. Um, yeah, and they're still popular, although they're newer shit. 
Johnny likes it more than I yeah, do. Yeah, 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 we'll, yeah. Maybe we'll get into that later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That'll be like the epilogue. The right. Fall Out Boy. Exactly. Although, actually, another, we're, on another podcast, we're going to talk about a later album of Fall Out oh. Boy, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. But this one is my favorite, so I'm really excited. So we're talking okay. about their first, while well, we argued about this, their first full-length album, Take This to Your Grave, came out mm-hmm. in 2003? I think that's correct. 2003. 2003 sounds right to me. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to rhyme. You are the <laughs> Um, Johnny's a rapper, so that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Take This to Your Grave um, means a lot to both of us, uh, but at different time periods. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so when, let's talk about when you first heard this album. Okay. Um, to, uh, to borrow a phrase from the question she heard, to paint a picture. <laughs> okay. Uh, it was like, it was my senior year in high school. Um, up until that point, like, I, I had really gotten into, like, kind of more generally, like, I got into kind of punk and stuff at a pretty young age. Like, uh, I was, like, kind of, like, 12 or 13 when I first kind of discovered those types of bands. And for me, like, when I first got into it, it was all about, like, hardcore. And for some reason, like, for some venture, I could even, I guess, maybe, I'll bring this up. I'll keep it brief, but this is relevant. Um, when I was, uh, when I was, like, 12 or 13 years old, there was some, I was at an ice cream shop with my dad. And this, this guy comes walking in, um, and he's like, and it was, you know, you're kind of like, you're punk, you know, like, the guy had a mohawk, <laughs> he had, like, a jean jacket yeah, with a bunch of bands on it, shit, and, like, I was, I was, remember just being, like, kind of, like, entranced by this, and I was just like, because you never really see this up at that, at least at that age, I was just like, wow, this is so wild to me, and I kind of attached myself to one of the bands, and it was called Dead Kennedys, and then I got into kind of, that's how I got into hardcore. This little band named Dead Kennedys. Well, yeah. but, but see, that's kind of how I got into it, like, yeah, punk yeah. was early 80s hardcore. Right, And kind right. of with that, it's kind of, it seems very kind of like, you know, testosterone-driven, sort of yeah. like fast, you know what I'm saying, really violent right, right. type thing. Yeah. And so, uh, and so then through there, I kind of got more into modern hardcore, and that kind of carried me through Dude. most of high school, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. was just hardcore. So then it wasn't until my senior year that I kind of, uh, I was kind of, I guess, I, I don't know how I got into Fall Out Boy per se, but I think it was really revolved around, obviously, their huge success with From Under the Cork Tree. Um, Sugar We're Going Down was a huge hit back <laughs> yes, in, like, when I was, like, 16 or Saw so. Saw them play a warp Tour, and they played, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm sure you're, you were just sobbing the whole time out of happiness. I was know? kind of, actually, at that point, I was kind of over Fall Out Boy, so I was kind of like, oh, oh that, that was when they were cool. And then they, because they were cool, me, they weren't cool, cool. that yeah. they were cool again. Yep, yep. But, uh, yeah. so for me at that time, like, listening to this, you know, upon first instinct, you know, when you first hear it, you're like, especially being into, like, hardcore and, you know, yeah. like, listening to hardcore, you're just like, oh, that's, like, poser, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. loser stuff, you know, I'm into, like, the real hard shit, you know, like, really <laughs> tough guy, you know, especially yeah. at that, at that part of my life, I was really into football and being, you know, and lifting weights and really hyper-masculine activity. He's still know? like this, by the way. He's I'm still, still like very this. much like this. <laughs> <laughs> Not much has changed. <laughs> but, uh, so, so, you know, to me it was all about being intense and being, like, really edgy. You know, you, you know so when I hear bands like Fall Out Boy and it's like, we're going down, down, and, like, they have, like, the really high vocals. Yeah. And stuff like that. So I was just like, oh, you know, like, that's super lame, you know. That's right, really yeah. girly, you know, because you're obsessed with that at that right, age. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So, uh, so when I first kind of heard it, I was, you know, like, it was always in the background. You're like, wow, this is really good. But, like, I can't, I can't bring that to the forefront yeah, of my conscience because that's a yeah. poser. Yeah. And that's equivalent with social death. Oh you know God, what I'm yep. saying at that time? Yes. So it wasn't until, like, I, I guess it was, I rolled around, like, you know, 17, uh, you know, going on to 18 and stuff where I just kind of listened to this. And I was like, you know what? This is good. 
You know, like, I do actually like this, and, like, anyone who, you know, thinks I'm, like, a sissy or anything can fuck off, because this is awesome, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of, for me, the, the context in which I kind of got into it. It wasn't, and that's when, you know, after I kind of listened to those main, you know, those kind of, like, Sugar Were Going Down and was super into it, that's how I got into the other albums, and Take This to Your Grave was obviously the next step, and I was just... I just kind of after that point, it was all over for me. Once I realized that it was, if people don't think I'm cool, who cares? You know what I'm saying? It was all over. Like I was all about this stuff and I thought it was so awesome. So that's kind of a broad idea of how I first got into it. It was, that was, I felt like that was really long, but I felt like I gave good context. So this is, yeah. Rambling is fine. Um, yeah, that's actually funny. Cause this, yeah, this is, I was brought into it in a very, very different way. Um, it's interesting you brought up kind of hardcore because like emo originally started kind of in, from the hardcore scene, like emotional hardcore is kind of where it came from. Right, right, right. And all yeah. that shit. I remember the phrase like being used by Ian Mackay. Yes. You know, because uh, he was like, he was really, there was this one because, you know, you're obsessed with YouTube and stuff, you know, at least for our time. And <laughs> yeah. he was calling it, he was tired of being called emo because he's like, I thought hardcore was emotional. Like that was his whole thing. So like, it, so they're like, you know, because it wasn't shortly it. thereafter, Fugazi yeah. comes out, yeah. you're right to spring, and then yeah. that's and then it was so. like, right, yeah. So, but that's probably for another podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. Because <laughs> um, I'll probably talk about that. You're getting into the history of I know, and we can't, we can't, for every podcast, we yeah. can't do that. So, I remember, okay, so I'm trying to think. Seventh grade was when I really got into, like, punk, I get, like, I saw Green Day and Looking at 2 on tour, and oh that was, gosh. like, the concert that changed my life where I was like, this is so cool. Right, like, it was so cool. It was, like, yeah. right after Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. So I was, oh like, my God. obsessed with that And at that, that time, album. they were nearly at, like, height. Height, height. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And just, and I was in something Day too. And then I actually, after that show, I thought Green Day was, like, better live. So then I got really into Green Day. I got Dookie. And then it was, like, all over. Um, and then, I guess, in eighth grade, I started to venture into, into emo and I had some friends that listened to Dashboard, even though I never thought Dashboard was cool. Even in eighth grade, I was like, eh. um, Yeah, yeah. But... Never thought they were cool, just for, you know, <laughs> Just gotta Podcasts. put that on the record. They're not cool. I Although, never thought they were cool. I listen to Dashboard all the time right now. So anyway. <laughs> um, but, okay, so I had a, a biker boyfriend at the time in eighth grade, like a BMX boyfriend. And oh, he, like, okay. I thought you meant, like, motorcycle boyfriend. I yes. was like, is he old enough and to be driving a motorcycle? 18-year-old biker, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he was actually in seventh grade, so I was uh, Robin Cradles. Wow, jeez. Like, well. Yeah. At that age, dating someone below your grade level was <laughs> very controversial. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so I, I guess my friend had sent me or introduced me to that album. Like, I had, I'd never, like, heard, like, one song. I just heard the whole album at once in eighth grade. And I was a very angsty, emotional teenager, mm-hmm. unsurprisingly, right? right. And, um... So I just remember hearing it and kind of just, it was one of those albums that just like clicked. Um, so similar to like Take Off Your Pants and Jacket and Dookie, it was just one of the things where I was like, this is amazing. I want to listen to it. I had it on my like Discman. I listened to it every night before I went to bed. Man. On the Discman. Oh I had it on CD. Yeah, don't move the Discman or no. it'll oh, skip. skip. Yeah. yeah. Scratches. And then, <laughs> so, so I listened to it every night for like two months or something. Like it was just like constant. So I knew all the words. And this was when AIM was really big. When I was on AIM every night. Like, what was your screen name? My boyfriend. All right. Well, let's be real. My first one, <laughs> Punky1238. That's <laughs> my eighth grade screen name. I had a million. I had like a million, but that was I my know, main yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. My usual one was Punky1238. Of course. Um, and away messages and profiles. That was like what you did, right? You put like song lyrics on of course. profiles and away messages. 
and my boyfriend was an asshole and he we broke up like every other day mm-hmm. so it was just a lot of like very specific very biting i thought the lyrics to this album are really 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 even to this day i think they're very like good insults and like some yes. of them, like very clever oh insults God. and kind yeah, of very yeah, yeah. specific like i was really i thought they were always really fun to put on like profiles and things if i was mad at someone that was like what i would do like mm-hmm. it very much and even also went into ninth grade too when like a like ex dude would fuck me over i would immediately go to like a fallout boy lyric or something like there that you go. so there's a lot of that so it very much like helped me express shit in ways that i thought felt like more poetic than my own words <laughs> so so that was like a thing and i had a few other friends who were really into it too so that was like our kind of bonding sort of experience with emo music. It was like your guys' identity, right? Exactly. But I will say, and then in ninth grade, I was into it, and then I got into, like, indie music or whatever, and then I was too cool And then it was, like, cool, yes. And then when I heard the later Fall Out Boy, not, you know, like, Under the Cork Tree, Infinity on High, I was kind of like, ugh, Fall Out Boy, like, how stupid. But I I still, (laughs) but, like, in my head, I was like, this is super catchy, though, like. Right, exactly. Like I said, it's in there, but you can't, because you're a poser if you admit that verbally. There's a lot of weird, like, I don't give a shit anymore, because I listen to whatever but i had a lot of shame around certain kinds well of that's that's why i tried to say like like yeah. it made me feel sort of like girly and stuff because right. like like shit like silly shit like that just mattered like that. back yeah. in the day you know what i'm saying yeah. and then you look yeah. back and you're like it's totally silly but you're like yeah hey, that's what it's like to be 16 Except, whatever you know people still, I, people still fuck me over and i still listen to emo music so yeah oh, yeah no so the same token though yeah you still yeah. find validation so it's kind of like a circle and now i'm back to listening to a lot of emo and feeling really good about it but anyway so in eighth and ninth grade this was like one of like my albums like yes. my sad angry album mm-hmm. so we were maybe like five years apart of our yeah album yeah yeah you were experience. way ahead of the curve than I, I was. was very ahead of the curve yeah so um i grew up in the midwest so we were kind of behind you know a few years <laughs> but you guys were like whatever emo you know yeah well, we um, are emo <laughs> no, that's true. no because midwest emo i think is really great and awesome but it sounds very different so like the New York area emo, it was like Taking Back Sunday, brand new, all that stuff. Oh, and that, God. okay, shh. All right, I'm nope. sorry. Okay, Don't like rude. any of those bands. That's rude, because I love them. Anyway, <laughs> so that was like my emo scene, you know what I mean? Like those bands I listened to a lot. And then later on, I got more into the Midwest stuff. That that stuff seemed more mature to me, so I listened to that more in college and stuff like that. Uh, like the more like Braid, Promise Ring, that was like it is college. More mature. Yeah, okay. well, <laughs> whatever that means, right? So whatever. Um, uh, so yeah, so, okay, so now we're going to talk about specific songs, because, fuck yeah, the songs, on, their names alone are, like, amazing. Yes. Um, they were part of that trend where it was, like, very, very, very long song names. Mm-hmm. Brand New also was part of this, like, just very, um, like, almost, like, sentences, you know, like, really, really, so, yeah, Johnny's Googling right now. Yeah. As if oh, we yeah, we're going to edit this. Well, like, I just want to make sure, because they're so long, I want to make oh, sure that I get it Oh, it came out in 2003. Did I say? Oh, I did say 2003. You said 2003. Oh, sick. Okay. So we are good. We're good. Yeah. Okay. okay. Cool. So, wait, where's the... I no. want the song list. No, go up, go up. Well, the first one, I know, the first one's my favorite, so because I... Okay, well then, yeah. Um, no, it's not composition. It's okay. So the first one, you're really bad at this. Boom. No, but it's... Okay. I think I went to the wrong place to look. You did. You really did. I feel like this is just the most concise. Track listing. Jesus. Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. Tell that Mickey just made my list of things to do today. Let's 
So that is a Rushmore reference, which I had not seen at the time I heard no, this album. No, no, and I found that out many years later. Yeah. And uh, and honestly, I didn't. I had seen Rushmore at that point, but I didn't put two and two together yeah, until yeah. I saw Rushmore many years later. And I was like, yeah. that's where they got the the thing, yeah. and, you know, the, the song title. Yeah. So yeah. so after yeah. that, and I, don't we? We both love Rushmore and yeah. Wes Anderson, yeah. and yeah. that shit's awesome. for sure. Yeah. So I remember being mad because I thought that so. Where Is Your Boy was like the single, I guess, from this album. Yes. And I was like, I thought that song was annoying at the time. So I was like, why isn't, why aren't the other, why isn't Tell That Mick this single? That song's fucking amazing. Like, whatever. So that the intro, it's like the fucking, what is it? Like the, the phone tone. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It yeah, starts yeah, the yeah, album yeah, yeah. and then it's just like. Yeah, um, which I thought was cool because like, it's like hanging up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you just got hung up on and, you know, which I think is just a perfect way to start this album. Oh my God. Right? Yeah. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah, sets sets a mood for sure, um, and I and uh, I just think the song is so clever. I think it's such a clever song. Like I, they talk a lot about what's it, car crashes. That's kind of a theme in the song. <laughs> a lot about car it is, crashes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is pretty fucked up. I think a lot of emo is very like people you people say things in a very like facetious way, but it's pretty like serious. Kind of like I hope you car crash your car. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, no, and I think there was kind of. Um, I like that you bring that up. That sort of like kind of exaggeration that came uh, mm-hmm. that came with this, and I feel like there's a lot of bands that did that, but they did this, you know, like uh, I think so well and kind of so poetically because it's like, yeah, like you know, did you really want your you know your ex girlfriend to die in a plane crash? Maybe not literally, but, but it's just it a, such a beautiful. Like yeah. It feels <laughs> like that, and it's such a beautiful way to kind of yeah. illustrate those feelings. So yeah, for sure. So I do remember there are certain lines from this that I remember very clearly, like. Was yeah. it? Um, your lipstick was it? Like your, her lipstick looks so great next to your, his teeth or something like that. I remember I thought that was like a very good, good image. Um, right, 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 right. This was one that was a lot. A lot of my friends' profiles, like this song, these the lyrics from that one. Um, mm-hmm. It's one of the angrier songs I think on the album. So I, I quite like it. And I mean, come on, like it's the it's like the first track, and it and it's like the ripper, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, they yeah, started yeah. off in the very yeah. typical album sense where you like just put like the most yeah. exciting song on, and it's just yeah. oh god, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Do you have any other th- anything else to say about that song? Um, mm-hmm. Anything else to say about that song? Uh, is that for a while it was kind of my favorite song because, like I said, I was so into just like very like fast <laughs> sort of like so that was like the aggressive Fall Out Boy. And I was like, yep. this is so much fun, you yep. know. Yep. And uh, so it's just totally great vibes from that song. Yep. Great yep. vibes. And I will note now looking at this um, the track listing, the total length of this album is forty minutes. <laughs> so yes, so short because all the songs are very fast and like yeah, yeah. So so I think that's funny. That's a short album. Um, Okay, so what songs do you want to talk about? Okay, so the song I want to talk about is the pros and cons of breathing. Oh, you're going to... Yes, yes, I'm going towards the bottom okay. a little bit. Okay. Yeah, trying to show my my breadth and depth of <laughs> of listening to this. This this song was really particular to me because uh, there was this girl that I was like I had like the biggest crush on, right? Like everyone, and like you know, and, and obviously it didn't work out. She wanted to like be with like her ex boyfriend or whatever, and so I felt like such validation in this song because like uh, the uh, the first line is like like uh, is it. 
Is it like bury me, like standing outside this window with the cinder block in yeah, hand? Because no one will, yeah, we'll no one will ever feel this way again. And I <laughs> yeah. love that line. No one will ever feel this way again because that is like a such a, such yes. a great illustration of how it feels. You yeah, know? for sure. Like that is like sure. the perfect hyperbole on this album. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah. you know you always think like back to that time, and I think a lot of us are are more sort of experienced with romantic relationships at this point in our lives. You realize that if you break up with someone, it isn't literally the end of the world, but it, but it feels like it. It literally felt it, but it literally felt that way, especially at that time. You know, yeah. it's just like that was my one shot at love. It's all over now. Gonna I'm going to spend a, you know a life alone. You know what I'm saying? Living <laughs> yeah. next door to my parents, just very sort of like depressing. By the me. way, that is what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's alone and he lives next to his parents. I live with roommates. <laughs> I live with two other single men. Okay, so. So for what that's worth, but, uh, but yeah, so, so to me and like, you know, as I kind of, you know, got so into Fall Out Boy, the pros and cons of breathing is one of the songs that they, they've only played live, like only a handful of times. And, uh, they have, um, during one of their secret shows that kind of explained why is because that is such a, like a significant song for them. And in particular, they don't, they feel like it would almost be diluted in a way mm. if it was to be played like every night, even though like a lot of people like love that song in particular. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good song. Um, and, uh, and uh, another part of that song too, is that, uh, Joe Trom and the other guitarists like came up with that opening reference, like down, down, down. And, uh, and he was like, you know, he didn't really contribute all that much in terms of like the actual songwriting, but that was like one thing he like, he, he put in there and I always thought he was really awesome because he was, <laughs> you know, the Tromania or whatever, the spin, yep, you know, like that was yeah. his thing. Yep. So like, and you know, basically like Fallout Boy <laughs> in, in obviously collaboration with some other bands really got me into this whole idea of a really energetic sort of live performance yeah. and everything. So I definitely kind of picked that up from them and, and Joe. So I always thought that was kind of like awesome that Joe kind of like, that was like his song. Like he came up with that super badass riff. So, uh, so I guess that's my song is the pros and cons of breathing. If I had to pick one, which we all, we all know know. there's so many awesome ones. And I know you're going to say that. We, and actually, okay. So the two we've talked about so far, both of them were written by Pete Wentz. um, Yeah. Whatever that means. I think hence the great, like kind of alliteration and, uh, the great, like sort of, uh, wordplay that's, uh, in there. Cause that's just what Pete's just known for, you know? And, and I think he's very, he's one of the most like kind of unique lyricists, in terms of like how like very ironic he can be mm-hmm. in sorts of things would be and do it very beautifully, you know, and I think that's a very hard thing to do. So. Yeah, yeah, I think Pete Wentz, right, because his whole controversy was like, you know, he has dick pics and he like is like the pretty one. I don't know, but I think he's really talented. Dick pics. Also, what, what did the dick pics have to do with anything? And I did I'm look saying, at them, by the way. <laughs> I did yeah, look at them. Who didn't? No, but saying, it didn't even show his whole dick. Right. We, no, is I this going to be on? Is this going to be edited it out? Was, it was just like no. it was missing the tip, <laughs> and we all know that's the best part. <laughs> I mean, you know. No, but no, but okay. I'm saying that because I feel like he's underrated in a sense where I think he's not known as like a good songwriter, or at least like how I think of it. Right, right. He's known as kind of the pretty boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that's kind of unfair to him because yeah, because he's like the primary lyricist for this, and I believe it was after this album he became writing lyrics for exclusively for almost all of the songs but yeah. this one this album in particular is mainly collaboration between him and pat so. yeah okay. okay also this is really funny too on the wikipedia page under when you look at pete once what he did for this album it's bass guitar backing vocals and then unclean vocals unclean vocals <laughs> he is unclean <laughs> he also is a kind of a wicked scream <laughs> yeah, right? he's the screamer yes. I didn't know that. he's the screamer okay. yes yes he is the screamer i know very little about the actual whatever um, 
Okay, yeah, I agree. That's a really good song. Also, the name, the pros and cons of breathing. Like, that's so melodramatic. I know. That's perfect. That's, like, so Pete Wentz right No, now. I know. Like, it's so Pete Wentz. Title, yeah, right? and, I, and I will it's say... It's so clever. Think, it's, like, ridiculously yeah, clever. For sure. And I think that emo in general kind of, like, the whole idea of, like, everything is very hyperbolic and, like, life or death. Yeah, and I exactly. think at that, like, when I was, like, for, for you, whatever, 18, 19, for me, <laughs> for me like... 13, 14, well, no, let's be real. 13 through, like, 19, whatever it was. Right, like, right, that right, felt right. really real to me. Like, it feels... Oh, my God, Even yeah. though you know, it's still, like, like it's, like, an adolescent thing. Like, you feel like it's the end of the world. So... Yeah. I felt that's, like, a... Felt, yeah, like, a good thing. Um, okay, I'm trying to think of my... I don't even... Sometimes I get confused about... Oh, my God, the guy from Ocean City soundtrack is in one of the songs. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. He's in the... Wait, I wanted... Um, he... Chicago is so... Too... Oh my god, yeah, that's my favorite yeah. song. That's the song I was going to talk about. Is he the one that sings like, With every breath, I hope your body... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I can play the song on the guitar, actually. Um, that's awesome. Chicago, <laughs> Chicago was so two years ago. Also, the one before this is called Sending Postcards from a Plane Crash. Wish you were here. So, yes. yeah, death, plane crashes, whatever. Um, okay. What's the one? Oh, they talk about Burning Bridges a lot, too, I feel like. Um, but yeah, Chicago So Two Years Ago. I think that song is so amazing. I love that song so much. I think it's, mm -hmm. like, incredibly well-written, like, a well-crafted song, very catchy. Um, it's, like, a very fast chorus. And I like the, like, the bridge. I think there's, like, two bridges, and they're both, like, really, really amazing. Mm -hmm. So, um yeah, something about throwing pebbles at windows and all that cool, like, teenage stuff. Very, so um, innocent. You yeah, know, I yeah, love yeah. that. I love that. Yeah. And there's one, wait, what's the song that's, My Heart Is On My Sleeve, where, like, a bruiser black guy? Because that was on my I other. Think, I think that's Sending Postcards, right? Is it? Oh, Sending Postcards. Okay, I don't I think. know. Uh, no, I think it's Chicago. I don't remember. No, is it? I don't know. Oh, we, we'll listen to this after and prove ourselves <laughs> wrong. I was going to say, should we be, like, playing these while we're talking about them? Yeah. I don't know. Um, we could, I guess. I don't know. Um, um, all right, let okay. me talk about Saturday. I'm good to go, and I'm going nowhere fast. Could be worse, it could be taking you there with me. I'm good to go, and I'm still on my own. For just a oh, bit. Oh, really good melodies on Saturday. Yeah, 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 because yeah. Saturday was like... For the longest time, I don't know if they still, I believe they still do, but that's always the song they play last. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they yeah. still do that. that I, yeah, I'm not sure if they still do that, uh, but yeah, that was always the song they would play last, and I think it was uh, kind of similar to Pros and Cons of Breathing, but in a different way, like there was just this really, really sort of intense meaning behind it. Um, okay, wait, tell me the first line of that one so I can um, Saturday. yeah. Uh, Saturday is like, I'm good to go, oh. but I'm, I'm going, going nowhere fast, and... And that was one of those songs that didn't have to necessarily do with, like, uh, you know, like, getting broken up with, like, a girl. So it was kind of unique in that sense. It was kind of, uh, it was, seems like it was about kind of Patrick, you know, especially at this point, you know, this is before their huge success or anything. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. To me, it's just kind of obviously about feeling that, you know, like I'm 18 years old, I'm not in college, like what am I going to do with my life? Like, is this really going to amount to anything or am I just seemingly going to toil forever, <laughs> you know? And uh, yeah. and so for that, like I think that is just, you know, like such a cool theme to touch on, particularly like it even has more meaning now that I get older and stuff because even, you know, graduating from college and stuff like that, you still, I think everyone kind of goes through that kind of existential crisis of... Yeah. 
You know, like, like what, what is my identity, especially now, like that I've been kind of in this, this institution where I've been learning and learning Mm -hmm. and learning. And now it's like, it's done with learning and now it's time to start doing stuff. You know, it's time to have a job and stuff like that. So, and I feel like you kind of, that's kind of a, you lose sort of your youth in that in terms of like, now people expect you to be the adult, make sure you pay every bill, you know, uh, you get a 401k, do stuff like that. So sucks. Yeah, no, it's, it is it is horrible. So, this, <laughs> so like I said, this personifies that existential crisis beautifully. Yeah. That's what I love about Saturday. Although I'm sure no one in Fall Out Boy has a 401k. So. <laughs> yeah, they may. That's true. I don't Actually, know. They're probably pretty, pretty wealthy at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I think that's a really good song. Also, wait, what is the song? It's, hey, Chris, you are our only friend. I know this is That's a Grenade Jumper. We love you. Back. What is that about? Does their that is, that's about their buddy, Chris, who, who is just... Uh, <laughs> Well, there was, um, now you're getting my fandom of what a, like a father near to him. But that song, that song was kind of written like because of, uh, they, uh, like I forgot, people were saying like, uh, I forgot who was there. They're saying generally like, you should write a song that's like dedicated to the fans. And they're like, well, we don't have fans. So it'd be like, hey, Chris, <laughs> you know, so. Oh, it's to the fans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's okay. meant to be like a fan dedication thing, but they said like that wouldn't work because we don't have a lot of fans. It's like our oh, buddy Chris so is really sad. our only yeah. fan, you know? So I think it's just kind of like a salute to him, and he was kind of like into them when no one really cared mm-hmm. or anything like that. And so, uh, and so you know, I think that was kind of like they're kind of like you know, we love you back, you know. <laughs> oh my god! Gang vocals abound this on that whole, song. Yeah, this whole time I thought this was about a dead guy. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> good to know. Good to know. Um, okay, because that was the other one that I remember being like, this isn't really about a breakup, so that's interesting. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, okay, wait, so we're, okay, did you want to talk about any other ones? Um, no, yeah, I guess that's it. I mean, I really like reinventing the wheel to run myself over. Mm-hmm. Um, yet again, uh, ultra witty, you know, wordplay, yeah. and, uh, yeah. yeah, I love that, that it's just, like, short and to the point, and yep. it's kind of more, I feel like that's the song where they're just kind of like, this is how punk we can really, <laughs> you know, like, like yeah. here we go, you know, like, that's the one where, like, you know, yeah. you get into the pit and you act super obnoxious, and then it's like you have to prove yourself. They've got like the Gorilla Biscuit oh, yeah, style was... gang vocals. Oh my god, yeah, that one I thought got annoying, but <laughs> yeah, of, co- of course you did. I loved it. Yeah, you know? like, yeah, yeah, macho um, bullshit. Yeah, some, some uh, ma- like the macho shit, which yeah. I love. Yeah, so yeah. so that was their attempt at that. So I really like that song too. And... For sure. No, it's. I mean, it's all good. Honestly, I think it's a really, 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 really solid album. So, mm-hmm. and I think I also really, I think even though I really like the like the other Fall Out Boy albums too, like I've been listening to them at least the two after this, Infinity mm-hmm. on High, and then from under the cork tree, I think this one is like still a very, it like sounds different, and I like still kind of prefer this one. It's like almost, it's like less mature, but also like more fun or something. I don't know. It's like something about it that I feel like they're sort of untainted by like. Right, they're right. celebrity or something because like, no, the I, albums, I think there's, a, there's some truth to that. Yeah, like in their sure. later albums, they talk a lot about sort of like the reaction to like the scene yes, or yes, like how people see yeah, them, yeah, and I love sure. that too, and I think that's cool and important. But I think this was a very like pure exactly, like, and this was kind of before like Phoenix, Fall Out this Boy, before like, any t- anybody truly heard of them, like, like, yeah, right. when they were releasing this, right? Yeah, yeah. they write about whatever the fuck they want, so everything's fast and fun and quick and like angry exactly. and. And I think that this is their only album where it's like consistently that the whole CD, like the entire yep. CD is that. Um, so I really appreciate that. I listen to this in the car a lot. So. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Okay. So if you want to talk about any other, I'm trying to think. There's so many good lines in it, but like. I know. Um, oops, that's not what I want to go to. Okay. So let's see what else. Um, okay. So if I think of lines, I'll go back to talking about them. But 
when and how did you realize this album mattered to you? Um, I guess, uh, in a a sort of way, I knew it, uh, I knew it was going to, like I said, it was kind of at that time when I was like 18 or so, I guess it kind of mattered to me then, because that was when, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, that girl kind of rejected me and stuff, and I found kind of solace in the lyrics of this, uh, of this album, and, uh, but I, I think it was, I gained sort of a, uh, appreciation for it, especially as I got older, um, because, like, for me, it wasn't something that, you know, even though you kind of go through phases where you listen to more of this stuff, less of that stuff, but, like, I always knew this mattered because I always felt like this was a validation of those feelings where it's like, like, you know, you don't have to be the tough man. It's okay to be sad. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know, it's okay because I was always a very sort of, I think, a very emotional person. And, uh, and I always, and, you know, and for me, you know, especially like I said at that time, you know, I felt like a, with those like hyper-masculinity was my job to kind of bury that and, and always act tough. And, and I think for that way, it kind of mattered to me a, a lot because there were these like great other musicians who were saying like, it's okay to have these, these feelings, you know, and feel vulnerable and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. So, so for me, it kind of, it kind of mattered sort of right off the bat, which is, isn't something I can say about a lot of music. Right. Okay. Then so, so you're now 24, so it's been yes. many years. It's been so six years. has your relationship with the album changed over time or do you still feel a similar way? For sure. For sure. I think, uh, I, I you know, you know, I feel a similar way in essence, like I, I get that validation, but, uh, but I, I think at the same time though, I appreciate kind of the subtleties of this way more. Like we were saying about kind of like the, uh, the, the witty wordplay, kind of like the hyperbole and stuff and kind of getting that, you know, that was kind of part of it versus, Versus my feeling of just like, oh, the world really is over. Getting that that was just, you know, kind of a representation of that feeling more than it is actually feeling that way. Yeah, so, for sure, yeah. Yeah, so for me, it's like this album has definitely changed its meaning for me over time. But usually, like, if I'm going over a breakup and stuff, it's an excellent time to revisit Fall Out Boy because <laughs> it, like, it, it automatically, like, puts me in a better mood. So, so yeah. for me, that is, that is the, uh, it, it has always mattered in that sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, okay, so yeah, so I think that's interesting. I think my relationship with it, I was, like, very much in it and felt, like, very emotional about it, and then I kind of thought I was too cool and got out of it, and now I'm revisiting it, and, like, if I heard it now, I don't know if I'd like it as much, right? Because, like, who knows? Right, no, I think Um, that's so true. I think that's true of a lot of emo music I listen to, but I think now I listen to it, right, it's, like, puts me in a good mood, it's almost, like, nostalgic, like, it's fun to listen to, it's fun to, like, connect to people with it. Totally. and, um, And I think that it's kind of... Yeah, it's like I am like I take I took a step back from it because I am like more of an adult now, so I can be like, yeah, this was a, this was a thing, and it's still a thing, but less of like a thing like it was when I was fourteen. Right. Um, but it's still like I think emo music is so interesting, especially with this kind. It's almost like I don't know the word pop punk, whatever that means, right? But like pop punk slash emo, whatever. Right. But it's like the lyrics are angry and sad, but it's also like super fun to listen to. And it's, mm-hmm. like, very catchy and fun and almost, like, uplifting. Like, exactly. So That's, it's an interesting thing. Yeah. I love that kind of dichotomy between yeah. really kind of bright-sounding uh, yes. vo- bright sounding vocals yes. and happy guitars with very poppy hooks mm-hmm. and stuff, mixing that with very dark lyrics yeah. and stuff. I love sure. that dichotomy. Always, you know, yeah. I love that. Yeah, and I can usually sing along because the, their voices are higher, so that's cool. And I struggle, but I, I, do a, I do. I do a semi-solid Pete, uh, Pete's or Pete Stump. I was going to say Patrick Stump impression, uh-huh. depending on the song. 
There's right. some where I'm maybe, just like, I can't go there. Maybe you'll have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, perhaps. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I don't want to get too into this because I can talk all day about it, like masculinity, right? But, right. Um, but I do think emo is an interesting point in time of like masculinity where like, same with indie music too, where there's like sort of, like I think people, once they realize there's like alternative music out there, that they can express their masculinity in like alternative ways and there's still a community for that and it's okay to do it. Yeah. But I think for a lot of people, that's like a revelation. Do you know what I mean? To like, 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 kind of like it was for me. You yeah, know right, right, yeah. So that like range of emotion can be there. And it's not like emasculating because there's so many other dudes doing it too. And it's like seemingly more of like an okay thing. Right? Yeah, at least, especially from my experience, like being a, being a man and trying to think like what the tough man does. Like, right. like silly shit like that that doesn't, obviously yeah. doesn't matter now. But uh, Johnny's like a bro. I know, I know. <laughs> it, 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 and still, don't get me wrong, I'm still a hardcore bro. Okay? Although, although he, let me paint a, he let me paint his nails once. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, precisely. But like, but I, I think that's so true. So I, uh, I think that really rings true for me, um, especially just seeing that, you know, like, yeah, it's not emasculating because you're just like, who cares? Actually, everyone feels this right, way. Right, because that's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, if, and if that, if, you know, looking, if feeling emasculating or that shit is important to you, uh, I don't want to know you. Yeah, so. suck my dick is yeah. what I would say to those people. I want to say that too, okay? You can say it. You can, I, you can I, say it. Yeah, suck my dick, but S my D. S my D. Yeah, right. okay. Um, okay, so this is getting more into sort of the um, context around Fallout Boy, because I think Fallout Boy specifically, had, there's a lot of backlash to them, right? Like a lot of people hate them or think they're really lame or think they're posers or whatever it is. So my question about this is why do you think there's been such a strong backlash to them? Because there has been, and I was a victim of it for a long time. So, <laughs> um, so what do we think is specific almost about Fallout Boy that we feel like there's like this very strong negative reaction whenever i uh whenever i tell people fallout boy is one of my favorite bands like i think there are people always pass a certain era of judgment you know what i'm saying especially like in our scene and everything you know like everyone's so cool and everything but uh but you know like every uh, you know but in in even kind of like the broader broader context of things you know i think that the backlash has been so strong typically because like they're for kind of lack of a better term, there are haters out there. You know what I'm saying? There are people that yeah. are seemingly like jealous of success. Like another one of my favorite bands, which is against me, like has had tons of backlash, you know, for huge success. And the kind of the older I get this whole idea of like selling out and, or, or oh, like maintaining street cred, oh, just like, God. it seems to matter less to me as each year passes. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Totally. Like totally. it doesn't mean that you can't sell out to a certain respect. Like, you know, like another one of my favorite bands, Weezer, you know, like did Ooh. like a state farm commercial. That made me feel a little weird. Well, Weezer, <laughs> oh my god. We're going to do it. That's a whole nother yeah. subject, yeah, right? That's gonna, a whole nother subject. The Weezer podcast is going to be all weird and sad. Yeah, I hate it is going to be so sad because they've become something Current bizarre. Weezer. Yeah, and that's all. I think, honestly, that's just Rivers being a fucking asshole. But anyway. I, I've heard that guy's a megalomaniac. But we're talking about Fall Boy. Anyway, back okay. to the Fall Boy. Yeah. Um, wait, but I will say before, yeah. So I think this whole idea of selling out, I think that's totally true. Like, when I was in high school... I totally was like, yeah, that band sold yeah, out. Yeah, that, that mattered. Yeah, that, that was, was a really like, important thing. It was an important thing. That was like the worst thing you could say to a band. Like, you're yeah. a sellout, you know? And it's oh like, my God. Yeah. And then in college, it was... If you now, imagine social crisis right, of, right? of selling out. Yeah, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Your life is over. <laughs> yeah. And then in college, it was kind of this thing where I was like, the, I cared less and less about like what people thought of my music taste and what I thought of. Like, it was kind of just like this, who fucking yeah. cares? Like, and isn't that liberating? So liberating. Isn't that liberating? I listen to pop music every day. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> I think you 
have a One Direction poster up in your room right now. Let's not talk about it. I have like cardboard cutouts. <laughs> you just said you like you like Fall Out Boy or you like One Direction, and, yeah. and you don't care what people think. I don't think. give a shit. No. But let's not talk about <laughs> it. Let's but, not bring that band up. Okay. Let's not, because that's another whole podcast. Anyway. Right. Um, yeah, but no, I think I just like gave lots of a shit, and like the whole idea of selling out means basically nothing to me anymore. Who fucking cares? If you like the music, awesome, great, cool, that's whatever. That's, like, all that matters. Yeah, if you right? don't, like... And then people, like, seemingly are mad when a band, like, Fall Boy or Against Me, like, signs to a major, like, right. as if it hurts them in some way. Right. You know right, what I'm right, saying? Right. It's just like, hey, man, to me, like, the way I view it is, like, that's some decision they made they with made. their band yeah. that doesn't necessarily have any immediate effect no, on you. You may have to pay making, a little bit yeah. more to go to shows. Right, but, right. You know, in the grand scheme of things, like, it doesn't really affect you. So, to me, it's just... If I was in that position, like, you know, because if you don't do that sort of thing, like, if you have that success and choose not to go to a major label, basically you're resigning yourself to, like, working another job. Right, to which, is, which is very admirable and cool. Which is, there's nothing wrong with that. However, to have the ability to have this, like, compensate you handsomely yeah, to do truly what you love, like, for who sure. wants it's to say no to that? And I know, no, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. So to me, I'm just more, um, yeah, much more passive with that sort of thing and much more yeah. just, like, I mean, good for them, you know? Right. And it's about the, maybe this is, like, authenticity, like, maybe there's more of an authenticity, quote-unquote, in, like, smaller labels or something. And, like, I understand that because I think smaller labels are really cool. Not to say that's totally but, right, right, right. But, but whatever, like, people need money to live, whatever. And that's respect, like, respect that band's decision. Like, they're going to make the music they probably want to make, they would have made it anyway, probably. Right. And and I think also the idea of, like, if, if something is particularly catchy, and I'm not going to get into this because this is how why people, I think why people hate, like, pop music, because I think it's, like, formulaic or catchy or, like, mm -hmm. something, like, overly catchy. And I feel like people just have this, like, idea that if something's really catchy, that means it's, like, less artistic or something. It's, like, this right. kind of really gross no, I th idea. I think you're right, and I think it's because, yeah, because they say it's so formulaic. And I think that... Pop music does have similar traits. All pop music has similar yeah. traits to one another. But I think that's and precisely who cares? what. Yeah, it, yeah. Who cares? And I think that's precisely what makes it so difficult to have a good pop album is because music is so saturated with pop music. Although they exist, they exist. Yes, they exist. No, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm gonna make a pop podcast too, oh. and I'll talk all day. About it. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it, it's even harder to kind of break through the noise in that essence, especially that's when you're true. not. You're not some sort of like, you know, artist that kind of, you know, like was friends with J-Lo and then all of a sudden you were huge. I, you know, some, <laughs> some, you know, or I'll like, you know, you. yeah, you know, yeah. It, it's really just, you know, in the case of like Fall Boy, it's some band working their ass off right. and trying to write good music. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And being kind of homegrown in that sense. And so I think for them, it's kind of, it's even harder in essence because it's so hard to break through the noise because mm -hmm. pop is basically the most palatable music for yeah. most listeners. Yeah, exactly. It's the reason it's popular, right? I like it. Anyway. Exactly. But yeah, so I do think, I think that was maybe part of the reason that I felt like there was this kind of, my negative reaction to Fall Out Boy was because at that time, I thought pop music was like not great overall. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was like, oh, these songs are like so catchy. Like they're kind of, I thought they were like annoying or whatever I thought. Because I feel like their songs, like the ones on the radio at least, like I feel like are extraordinarily catchy. So I feel like maybe mm -hmm. that's part of it, which I think is bullshit now. So anyway, um, so yeah, I guess there's this idea that they, that people just think they're, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. And I mean, it's not to say yeah. that like, I mean, I guess, you know, and I think there has been kind of more of a backlash now. And I think that they're, uh, it's, I'm losing more interest as the new songs come out. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. latest songs, like, oh, it's terrible. I don't think I've even listened <laughs> to it because I watch a lot of college football and that and it, shit, oh my God. that shit has been licensed to death Literally. on there. Okay? Yeah, so I was just like, I've already heard the song, you know, and yeah. it's, 
it's finally getting a little painful, but this is coming from a guy who still got something out of Save Rock and Roll. I know, so, which I thought was terrible. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I think, I think it's just, they're, yeah, they're just kind of getting away from this kind of album sound, which is fine for them, but mm-hmm. I don't particularly like it. It's more like, almost like dubstep or something. It's like weirdly, I don't know. To Centuries me, yeah. is horrible. And to me, that's fine. Like, no, that's it's fine. fine. Yeah, like, like if you don't like it, yeah, because it's not your taste, that's one thing. But if you don't like it just because it's not what you want it to be, you know, like, I hate when people, like, when a band releases a new album, they're like, oh, I wish it would sound more like this old album. I'm like, I prefer the band to grow and try to sound like something new. You know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. want to listen to the same album over although, and over and over again. Although, if they released an album that sounded like Take This to Your Grave, I'd be pretty happy. And I, well, I mean, in essence, it'd probably be more interesting because now it's just like, I don't know, do they even use guitars or drums anymore? Or is it just <laughs> like, unclear. is it some dude with, like, cocaine all over his face at, like, some big mixing board, like, making shit sound? I'm good. Dude, like, I don't is know. that how is that how shit works when you get that big? I don't know. Yeah, like, what's the the song light no, what's that song actually called? Light it up, light it up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, that song is terrible. Yeah, that chorus is a little painful, I'm not gonna lie. But there are I'm still some there are still some really good jams. No, I believe it. There's some bangers on all the follow-up albums. Uh, Miss Missing You. Um oh, great song. Okay. Anyway, but that's not this album. So, um, and I also think a lot of people that like Fall Out Boy in a more casual way, or maybe like whatever, haven't heard this album. Like, I don't think it's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think life kind of for a, for you know maybe those poser fans to borrow a term from earlier, you know, life kind of starts to take this to your or from under a cork tree, yeah, from right, under the right. cork tree, uh, yeah. which which you know full disclosure is my favorite album. However, you know, I, but like there's, this was really such a great launching point for that album. Yeah. I personally yeah. think. Maybe you, you can know. talk about that one too. Um, Depending. Oh my God. We, that would have to obviously be a whole other podcast. No, it's, no, it's going to be a whole other podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying my other friends talking about infinity at high. So maybe you can do a front of the portrait, but, um, Ooh. yeah. So, but yeah, this song, there were, there were no songs from this album that were ever on the radio or anything like that. So it's not really. Well, I guess did Grant that song ever I mean, make it on the radio? Maybe like college. Maybe limited play. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, no, but Sugarwood going down was like their radio kind of introduction, I think. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So For I think sure. people when they think of Fall Out Boy, they think of like Sugarwood going down and on. Yeah, exactly. So I think this is an not underrated because what I don't know, but this is a kind of album I wish more people would hear because mm-hmm. I think that people would like it. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I don't know what people oh, are yeah. talking about, but just people. Yeah, and I'll be honest, like, and like I say, like with every new kind of Fall Out Boy song that comes out, or they they just didn't the new album come out is uh, what's the new album called? Fourth of July. Fourth of July. Yeah, yeah, that shows you how we kind of feel about the new (laughs) shit. But uh, but you know, you kind of you do attach yourself more to these kind of earlier releases, kind of appreciate them more because it becomes harder to relate to the new music, at least for me. Mm -hmm. And this is coming from a guy who loved Fully Ado. And kind of appreciate say rock and roll too. Yeah, yeah. And this is coming from a person who did not. So, yeah. <laughs> so two sides. I mean, exactly. I remember hearing whatever. I won't get into this, but I remember hearing the same the scene. It's an arm race, and I was like, I really liked it, but I was kind of surprised. Right, right. Yeah, people thought like, they like super fall. sold out at that point. Yeah, I think that I album thought, is awesome. No, that that's not. Yeah, no, that album rules, and that song is amazing. Yeah. So, um, okay. So, okay. Do so we want to talk about any other song specific stuff before we get to? No. Okay. I feel like we've already been droning on long <laughs> enough. <laughs> um, okay. This is honestly one of the few albums that I have like semi-consistently listened to since I was in eighth grade, which wow. is I'm, I'm 26. So 
<laughs> that's really actually embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> like 13 years or whatever, so that's cool. <laughs> yeah, wow, shit. Um, shit. That Fuck. is a long time. Oh my god. You are old. I'm <laughs> such an asshole. So he's never coming back on this podcast. Yeah, uh, may come to <laughs> double duty. If no one claims from under the court tree, I may have to come and double do that shit. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so last question. This will be a consistent question throughout the podcasts. Um, what would you tell someone, no, what is it? Sorry, to convince them to listen to this album. Yeah, what would you say to convince someone to listen to this album? There we go. What would you tell um, them? I guess kind of playing on themes that we kind of already discussed, like I would tell them, you know, if you want a uh, great personification of those weird feelings you feel when you broke up with someone that was your world, <laughs> this should be the album that you listen to. Okay? For sure. And you love, and you love like, pop punk. Too. Right, that yeah. is That is also a yeah. requirement. So you probably, <laughs> probably don't really feel this. If you like pop punk, yeah. Yeah, because in essence, like, it's not, like, sort of aesthetically, it's not really, like, emo proper. You know what I'm saying? Like, this album, like, it's got big, heavy guitars. Right. You know what but I'm saying? I like, mean, well, I, you know, it, like I said, it's hard to say, I like, because like when I say thing. aesthetic emo, I guess I'm thinking of, like, 90s Midwest, like, right. American football, like, super clean. Like, well, this sounds nothing like American football. No, no, no. Football. Well, that's, and that's what's interesting about emo is, like, there are so many different kinds where you get yes, say emo. exactly. It's, like, you don't actually know people That's why I'm ra- I rarely attach it to, like, a specific band or anything like that because, to be this is just as emo as that other stuff it's just in a different way like this different is more way, yeah. sort of like rock driven with like really poppy chords and like you can tell yeah. like heavily like pop Very punk poppy. influence like yeah. get up kids uh gorilla biscuits mm-hmm. you know you kind of get that vibe on some of the uh kind of heavier parts of this album too um so uh yeah so yeah i would say you know be into pop punk and be ready to be sad or at <laughs> least have your sad feelings validated so. Yeah, or if you like very clever lyrics, I think this is a good album for mm-hmm. you. Yeah, I'm trying to think, like, I, because I try to get people to listen to, like, this music, and a lot of times they're, like, resistant <laughs> in various ways if they if they don't listen to this music normally. But I'm trying to think, like, how, like, if I genuinely feel like someone were, like, 25 or around our age and, like, first heard this album, like, what it would actually be like. Because mm-hmm. I feel like our view is so tainted by being a teenager and being right. so in love with this album. Right. So I honestly don't know. I would be like very interested to know if someone had heard it in their twenties and right. felt connected to I it. I wonder or if whatever. yeah, and I and I think about that about myself. Like, would I think this is just kind of like poppy garbage, or right. or would right. I still have a connection with it? But right. you know, I kind of have a thing for pop, so right. It just, Same. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like like I listen to a lot. Of, like Saves the Day is one of my favorite bands, and that's a band where I know that if I heard it now, I would not feel the same way about yeah, they it. Have, like one good album. Shh. Okay. Nope. Okay. <laughs> that's why you're not talking. Which about should Saves. be talked about. That's why you're not talking yeah. about Saves the Day. <laughs> we have Saves the Day people. It's not you. Um... <laughs> But yeah, so I do think I could probably appreciate it more for an aesthetic, maybe not necessarily like feeling so emotionally connected to it, but like aesthetically, I think it would still be like a fun album to hear, probably. Oh my God, um, yeah, so much fun, so much fun. Because I do, because I do like still discover new emo bands that I like that are kind of on the poppier side a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's probably still a little bit different. Oh, by the way, Johnny's wearing a Joyce Manor sweatshirt. Just yes, a, just so you know how punk I am. Speaking of really amazing it's, new yeah, emo bands. And it's got a pick cover of like the new awesome. album or whatever on the back, so you can tell how I feel about the new album. I love Joyce Manor. Actually, yes. I think my friend Jackie is going to be talking about Joyce Manor, so that's exciting. Are they for count the for the emo podcast? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Eh, well, yeah, why the hell not? Yeah, right? fuck yeah. you. Yeah, emo is a lot of things. Emo... <laughs> My definition of emo is very broad, many waves, many kinds, many types. Um, Joyce Manor totally is emo. Get out of here. What are you? Show of course they are. Yeah, yeah <laughs> repping. 
Anyway, okay, yeah, so I guess I would tell people that it's um, super fun, short, like, fairly well-crafted, like, pop-punk emo-type stuff. Um, and I honestly, I really like, I really like Patrick Sum's voice. I just, like, love his voice. I think it's so, mm. I don't know. Yeah, it sticks I with really you like, sure. I really like whiny voices. It's very distinctive. It's very distinctive. It's very distinctive. Like, it's one of those things where, like, there's this whole, like, so I'm, I'm like, a Tumblr person, and, uh... Ugh. Ugh. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, and I remember, like, there's this whole thing where, like, you know, anytime, like, you first hear the, the chords of, like, a Fall Out Boy song, like, Sugar We're Going Down or, like, something like that, it's, like, people immediately, even if you're, like, oh, like, this song, and then you still, you're, like, oh, yep, psyched, good to sing it, go sing it yeah. right now, like, it's gonna it's happen. Infectious. Like, it's yeah, infectious. Yeah, it's infectious. That's yeah. a perfect word. It's, like, super infectious. Even if people don't admit it to themselves, it's, like... You obviously enjoy like I said, it, yeah. And to that person, it's like you need a lobotomy or something. Yeah. You need to care chill. less about chill being out. cool. Okay? Chill out. Yeah. Who fucking cares? Yeah. We're so punk. We're, We're so, so cool. <laughs> Who cares? Listen to One Direction. Is my yeah. that's gonna be my ending of all the podcasts. Right. I'm so punk. Listen to One Direction. Who cares? And listen to Fall Out Boy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, okay. Any parting? Any parting thoughts? Um. Parting thoughts. I don't know. I feel like we really covered it. I think we had a really comprehensive dive into Fall Out Boy. Uh, parting thoughts are that Fall Out Boy was really significant, I feel like, for me and kind of and even sort of to not be overly dramatic, but kind of discover more of who I am and and kind of embrace sort of the uh, the uncool side of me, which oh, I thought was a huge part so of this. So I thought sweet. that is my parting word. Oh, that's really sweet. I don't know if I can say the same, but... <laughs> um, but it was an integral part of my life. It helped me get through my angsty shit in yep. eighth and ninth grade, and that's really important. And right now, it's kind of helping me get through grad school a little bit. Like it's a really like I it's a comforting album to me. Mm, whenever I have like a shitty day at work right. or weird shit's going on Just in my put life, put it on. Put on. Sing the all you sing boy. all of the words, all forty minutes. Yes. Of the words and rock out. Actually, the first, the very first time that Johnny and I hung out. Um, we put on a bunch of random like emo albums and shit, and I remember we put on this album. Yeah, we, we both like, jumped yeah. around. We both like we're talking about. We both got hard slash wet. Oh about yeah, the, oh yeah. About how awesome. This oh, show I was. had a boner. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> she was hard. I was wet. Yeah. Just so everyone knows. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I do think. Oh, that's a good. That's like a good connection. I didn't yeah. even connect that until right now. I like feel connected to people who like this album. Exactly. It's like a special thing. So. Okay, so okay, so just to reinforce the plug, Johnny's in a band, Little American Champ. Yes. Band camp, whatever. Uh, do that a funky shit. When are you coming out with an album? Uh, we are recording an album in March of 2015. So, in um, like a month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although, we'll, who we'll knows when this podcast We'll we'll see when it gets released. You oh, know, God. hopefully it'll be out by the time this podcast is out, so you can check out that what? shit. It probably won't be called Hard Slash Wet. Okay. <laughs> that should be the name of this podcast. I was gonna say that's the name of this podcast. Hard, <laughs> hard and wet. Yeah. Hard and wet. The story of emo. Yeah. <laughs> fluids. All the fluids. Fluids. That makes sense, actually. Yeah. The crying. Multiple and bodily. Fluids. Maybe. Okay. Well, pe- I don't know. Peeing. Whatever. I don't know. How peeing. Okay. It's way in there. I never. I haven't thought of how to end this. I guess. I, I guess goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, I wish I internet. Could, I want to like quote a follow-up. I am a right podcast now. virgin. They keep playing on the whole sex thing. Oh yeah, God! I want to yeah. think of a good follow-up like, lyric to end with, and I like just—it's not coming to me. Um, come before the storm. <laughs> set it up. Is this your Patrick Summer impression? 
And the sun goes down tonight. <laughs> so bad. That is not my favorite Reception song. Reception less than warm. Set it off. <laughs> and the sun turns out tonight. I might cut this out. This might be good. Yeah, cut please. Out. Please cut this out. <laughs> oh, here's all End this now before I do something no, dumb. Sh- okay, okay, here's how I'm going to end it. Okay, I want to thank Johnny for doing this. And I want to thank Jamie oh God, for having me. And she almost fell. <laughs> he is my first guest, so greatly. Inaugural guest. He flaked on me twice. So. I did flake twice. Somehow still ended up as the inaugural guest. <laughs> So thank you, Jamie. Yeah, thanks for doing this. And I don't know. Peace and love in the free world. Wow. Might cut that out. Do 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 do. Do Yes. <laughs> okay, so just a quick sort of addendum to the podcast. Sometimes we say shit that's wrong. So this part will be called Corrections and Revisions. Um, the new Fall Out Boy album is not called Fourth of July. <laughs> that's a song on it, but it's actually called American Beauty, American Psycho. And I will probably not be buying it. So, okay.